Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, Mr. Paul Roberts. How are you doing today, sir? I am uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'm ready, as they say, for uh, I got my notepad, I got my thinking cap on here, and I'm starting to wrap my head around that maybe, maybe if I listen to you and quit fighting this thing, maybe I could learn that I can have some kind of wealth too. Ordinary people can – ordinary wealth for everyday people. I'm starting to think it's possible. It is possible. And first of all, I want to give a first thing I want to do is give a shout out to all of our listeners and our YouTube viewer, viewer, uh, viewers. I uh, just want to say thank you for, um, you know, listening in and the comments and the feedback uh, that we're getting. And you guys, you you inspire me to to, to find topics uh, that you're interested in and not just things that, you know, we can have a podcast and things that we can just talk about, right. but things that's going to impact you and your family that's the key. directly. That's the key. You know, for a long time, I know we all get frustrated. You don't think anybody's listening. If they are, they're not taking action. And I think we identified the problem because an awful lot of people, they aspire to wealth. They just don't believe it's for them. Well, it, it goes back to even breaking down goals. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at like uh, accumulating wealth or creating wealth. And they look at it as, as this huge task that they can oh. never be able to, like this mountain that they can never scale. Exactly. And just like with goals, you just you have to break it down in bite sized uh, components. Yeah. Uh, how do we, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. <laughs> one bite at a time. Exactly. So it's it's just everyday habitual things that that wealthy people do on a consistent basis. To whereas you eventually you get this thing called the compound effect. And all of a sudden, you've amassed uh, th- this wealth that's produced generating income where you have an income-producing asset. And then once you get to the point where that asset and that income stream is solidified, then you start another one. Yeah. And then you start another one. Oh, and man. then you start another one. Wouldn't that be wonderful? It's going to be wonderful. All right, so today we got some ordinary tips, some everyday steps. You're calling them the seven steps to ordinary wealth. For every day, people, not, every the, day not people. the unusual, the gifted, the smart, the, the lucky, the few, the, those born into it. This is for all of us. Well, let me tell you, um, you know, people are looking at the jobs numbers right now or the, the job. The government's looking at the job reports. Right. And what a lot of people are saying is that, hey, you know, um, the government passed this stimulus bill and a lot of people are staying home from work because they're getting more money from the government versus going out there and trying to get a job here all the and time Paul, guess what that's mm. not what's happening no okay because that's the that common is- theme hey if we would stop the stimulus money we'd get all these lazy bums off their butts and they'd go back to work a lot of people in washington are so disconnected that they wouldn't know it's like going <laughs> to the grocery store a lot of them wouldn't even know how to get their own groceries at a grocery store do you remember, remember years ago when George Bush was, was at the line say, he and he was not. trying to scan the milk? Yeah. And he was so he was he was in awe that there was a scanner for milk. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, they, they couldn't even tell you what a gallon of milk costs. You know, they can't even you know, they'll talk about, you know, the gas prices and all this other stuff. But they never they never talk about even what's causing all this stuff. Somebody but told that's, me that's year, another show. Somebody told that's, me years ago that if you're very wealthy and I don't know people like that, but or, you know, you're famous celebrity football player. 
President of the United States, CEO, you don't even have a credit card. You do, but somebody carries it for you. Exactly. You, you, you show up, you've got no cash. Does Jeff Bezos have 20 bucks in his pocket? I don't know. Well, you know what? That, that's a good. That's a pretty good analogy because I keep twenty bucks in my pocket. I mean, just for tip money. I do too. You know, <laughs> but, but here's too. the thing. Here's the thing, though. My point was that a lot of those people just they're so disconnected. That's what that, I'm saying. Yeah, they just they don't. They get float. It. They float through life and say, "Why can't everybody do this?" Because they they're extraordinary people. Maybe they were gifted. Maybe they worked really hard, or maybe they just fell into something, you know, because they were born in a George Bush is born in a famous family and whatnot. Donald Trump's born in a famous family, a certain, you know, there's a certain you're ahead of the pack here. And I guess that's the assumption always that wealth, as we think of it, is not for ordinary people. Well, let me give you an example of what's really going on with the job numbers. Yeah, please. Uh, People are not going back to work. Because they had a reality check. Most of them, now they understand, wait a minute, life is short. (laughs) Life is precious. And why should I be spending the majority of my Mm. life doing something that I absolutely hate for substandard wages? Yeah. And what, again, a lot of people, they were forced to work from home. Mm -hmm. So they're still working from home. And that's why... They, they're not going to impact those job numbers. They're not they're not collecting unemployment. That's why you see the unemployment numbers dropping. But the job numbers are not going up because they generated another side fund or you call it a, a, a side hustle or a side gig to whereas they broke that cycle of going to work and doing the nine wow. to five at a certain location. So we should be celebrating. These are your these are your people. These are Absolutely. your folks. Yeah. Absolutely. This is what we've been preaching for years. <laughs> <laughs> Except what we were saying is, you know, start a side, a side hustle or, you know, put a business in place, uh, become self-employed, but maintain your nine to five because right. that's your blanket. That's your comfort level. Right. That's your stability. You got that check coming in is guaranteed. You know, it's coming in. But at the same time, you know, pivot to whereas you start your own side business, start, you know, you, you become your own boss. Well, COVID amplified that uh, and and pushed it up. Mm -hmm. And so it forced people to stay at home. Now, again, uh, mothers, um, they're homeschooling their kids. Uh, The daycares were shut down, so we're taking care of their kids and everything. Mm -hmm. And we get into these modes of habit. So now the habit that people have developed is working from home. And just like any habit, it's hard to break. I'll tell you another habit that's going to be hard to, and it was hard to get anybody to believe this, is what we're doing right now. We're live streaming. We're also recording this. And that's the way many of us are here. But yes, folks, you can go get watch this live, OC Talk Radio, every week. You can be here live. Heck, you can even tweet questions and stuff. We don't promote that idea, but you can. This is a live interactive program. And because we're not both sitting in the same studio here at UC Irvine, you're up north, I'm down south here through the miracle of Zoom, we're connected and turning it into a video. So here's my point. A lot of people are creating side hustles, doing things online from home. I'll show you how to cook. I'll show you how to do something. Uh, we'll have a fun gathering. Um, I will organize something and people will pay for it. Education, entertainment, uh, group uh, something where people get crazy things. Uh, well, we well, here's have, the thing though, but yeah. here's the thing. 
uh, a lot of people discovered YouTube. Oh, there's another whole thing. And that you can you can literally get a a, a complete education of how to do something just by watching YouTube. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're again we're at that stage right now where uh, people are thinking uh, creatively. Yes. And the thing is, we live in a society. We live in a very competitive society. That's the truth. But that's not a good thing. Because what we should be living in is a very creative society. Yes. Oh, boy. Because say, when you're com- when Say you're that again. Right? Explain the difference between competitive and creative. Because there's, there's a there's – we've all been taught, hey, I'm sure you played football. I played basketball because of my size. You know, we were all out there competing, 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 competing. And let me back up. You, you, oh, you started. You know, sit back for a second because I'm going to share one another mind-boggling with with you. Well, we, but think about Paul. But think about this. Yeah. What the analogy you brought up with the sports and everything? Um, there's always a winner and there's always a loser yeah. in that scenario. Oh, there's always. a winner and a, there's a loser. That's and true. so what you're doing is you're competing. You're trying to take what the other person has. Whereas when you're living as a creator, you know, we're created in God's image and in his like mm-hmm. in his likeness. And he's he's the ultimate creator. So we are creators. We have a divine gift and a divine right to create. And so when you understand who you are as a person, uh, spiritually, uh, uh, emotionally, mentally and physically, you don't have a need to compete with anyone. Wow, you are going to a higher plane, my friend. Here, you don't have a need to try to take anything from anyone else. It's like you know, in the Bible, they have the you know the Ten Commandments, and you know, in, in the New Testament, it's like um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, which we call the golden rule. If we truly live by that, we would understand that we can't do anything to anyone else without doing it to ourselves first. And you but, stumble onto you're hitting so many things. I could stop you a hundred times here, but talk about this one. Do we live, do you follow the law of abundance? Is there plenty? And we and we need more. We just go grow more crops, start more businesses, create more stuff. Whatever we need, we create. Or do we live in a world of scarcity? And then I got to take it from you because there's only one, and you got it, and I want it. When you understand the law of gravity. You don't have to. You don't even have to believe in gravity. I, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to convince somebody that gravity exists. If they, well, I don't believe in gravity. You know, fine. You know that's that's your reality. That's your ultimate. Uh, but you uh, can't your, escape your alternate it. universe that you live in. But I tell you what, all you have to do is just you know, it's going to kick in. If you if you you stumble on the sidewalk and all of a sudden you fall on the ground and you scrape your knees, it's not you have this eureka moment. That's just the law of gravity that 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 kicked in that you didn't believe. So, so it's the same is, thing with abundance. Yeah, it's so the same talk, thing with prosperity and the same thing with abundance. I know people just, teach the prosperity gospel, and that's where God wants you to be, and all this stuff. And so let's say, who, who, I don't believe in this stuff. But the notion that there is, or do we live in a world of scarcity that we have to fight each other for things? We a winner and a loser, or do we live in a world of abundance where we can create more? See, we we confuse things as a human species and we complicate things. And so all you got to do is think about oxygen. 
Okay, oxygen. Is, no, is, no, now you. Is, okay, now, now you. Is oxygen or, or air? Is yeah. it? Is there a scarcity for air and oxygen? No. On this level, no. As a matter of fact, you don't even think about it. Yeah. You just benefit from it every single day that you that that you're alive on this planet. But most of us feel like we're choking all the time here. I mean, choking and I, I I'm up to here in debt. I'm choking in uh, responsibility. I can't get ahead. I, farther, fast as I run, I fall behind. With this notion that uh, we are always losing. But my my point is, that's a scarcity mentality. Right. A lot of people will fall into that groove because they're actually competing with other people. And right. they're taking on more responsibilities and they're taking on more debt than they should naturally do based on their circumstances. If they would read their own tea leaves, meaning that if they would sit down and do a statement of cash, a cash flow statement or do a net worth statement, and it would tell them exactly where they are financially. And, and so when you look at your financial situation and you look at somebody else's situation, you automatically, uh, a bell should go off in, in your head. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, I don't have the resources to live that lifestyle. It may look good. Uh, I, and I may, I probably want to aspire to do those things. Right. But right now, this is where I am. And so it, credit gives people that false illusion of wealth. Yes. But with any bubble, there's there's a there comes a day of reckoning, whereas, yes. you know, you either got to pay it or you're ruined by it. And that's why they call it credit. It's really debt. And when you really break it down, it's bondage. But nobody <laughs> wants to go into bondage. No. And people try to get they try to stay away from debt. So credit is more palatable. It's more acceptable term that people will kind of, you know, yeah. gravitate. Do you towards. want a debt card? No, I want a credit card. <laughs> do you want a bondage card? Here, will do you want a do you want a heroin addiction card here? No, I I do want a I want something a positive. I don't want something that's going to enslave me, that's going to tie me down, that's going to ruin me, that's going to bury me in debt. Well, it's just like the term life insurance. I mean, nobody wants nobody wants to buy life insurance. But if you ask somebody, hey, do you want to uh, have a, uh, a policy or contract in place that will protect your loved one's income in case, you know, something happens to them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So we live in the, we live in this world where things, again, are so competitive, where if we just kind of, uh, you know, did a, a 180 degree phase shift and began to see that we're creators and that we can create the lifestyle and the reality that we want, then everything becomes everything becomes balanced. Everything becomes, um, what's a word that I'm looking for? But, it, but you have this uh, There's this, a harmony this to it. There's a, it's har a harmony. Yeah. Exactly. There's a harmony and a balance. And now everything is not as stressful. And you're, you're, you're basically, you're staying in your own lane. And you're, instead of trying to swim upstream, you just turn it around, and now you're just going with the flow. Going with and the flow. Because the flow is actually another term for gravity. So give me a because couple examples. I hear what you're saying, but my, my lizard brain is saying, you know, my aspirational brain saying maybe there's hope. Maybe there's a way up. Maybe there is ordinary steps for ordinary people like me. Give me some ways I can create because I don't feel like what. most of us don't feel like a creator. My wife always says, I don't know how you create stuff. I'm not a creator. I can't create. I said, you created a child. You created 
uh, you know, others have created a home here. You've created other sorts of, well, she said, well, that's just comes natural. I said, so does creativity if you unleash it. Exactly. Now, so I'm going to give this to my listeners in seven steps. Okay. And I want you to grab a pen or on your phone, go to your notepad, or you can go, you, you, you can record this. But these are, and I'm, here's a disclaimer. These are not my seven steps. Mm. These are steps that I discovered on my path and on my journey oh. to enlightenment based on you're me, walking this creativity. path and you realize, Hey, I just took seven steps here. These are the seven ways to climb this mountain. And all I did, I documented those seven steps, Paul, and I utilized them over and over and over again. And guess where they came from? If you say the Bible, I'm not going to believe you here. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's secrets. I never thought of the Bible as a financial tool, as a life guide. But w- the more you say it, I think it really is. I mean, that's its power. That's its value. It's w- whatever uh, talk of a higher being and a better person, it starts with the kind of common sense steps that just – but the reason I preface by saying the Bible, because I can't call it the manual, because people wouldn't know what I was, they wouldn't know what I was talking about. But right. I use that book as a manual, yeah. uh, as a how-to based on creativity. So let me give you the first step. Okay. The first step in any process, and any inspirational speaker will tell you this, is the first thing you have to do is you have to have a vision mm. or a goal, or you have to have a desire. you got to see yourself Bible, somewhere else, yeah. And, but in the Bible, it says the word. Everything begins with the, the word. word. Yeah. And the word became flesh, right? And the word became. So, um, uh, give me a prime example in the book of Genesis. And um, God said, let there be light. Mm-hmm. And there was what? Light. And there was light. He said but it. But in, and- in John, he said, uh, every, um, every, uh, he's talked about the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God, and but then, what what you bringing up what you just said, and the word became flesh. So in Genesis, we don't relate to whereas we can relate to the word becoming flesh in in, in John, but we don't relate to the word becoming flesh in Genesis because he said light, but the word became light, just like the word became flesh. These the what the things that are spiritual become natural energy translates and transform into matter and that's what he's saying wow the you, energy you, you, became matter. I, I i'm asking you to slow down but you're you're on a roll so i don't want you to slow down this is mind-blowing stuff here it starts with a thought it starts with a vision it starts with a word maybe today's the word yes yes i mean i mean that what you just said is prophetic because today is the word yeah because you could yesterday doesn't exist and tomorrow is just a fantasy. The only thing that we will ever have is today, which is created by the word. Wow. And so, like I said, every motivational speaker, every teacher understands based on it, as far as achievement, it has to start out with a vision, with a goal, but it, it starts out with that word. Right. And then you have to hear that word. Because see, the word is wisdom. But you have to be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. And once you've heard that word, then the next step, is, this is a choice, then you have to believe it. That's the, that's the one we've been hung up with now for the last while. I think that we kept going round and round. We'd even talk offline and say, I'm talking about this. What, what is it people don't get? They hear it, 
I, I, I preach it, I teach it, they hear it, and I said, because I don't think they believe it. Believing it. And so, but that's a choice. And, and we call it faith. Uh, right. The just shall live by faith. Uh, I'll give you another example. Uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's the key. It's it's a it's a you transform what you see. I don't see this in my life. I don't see heaven. I don't see a future for me. I don't see a way out of this hole. And so, Paul, faith Paul, is that leap above that that says yes. Faith faith is the belief based on the word that is not seen. It starts yeah. out with the word. Yeah. Then you hear then that you hear word. It. And the faith is the substance of things hoped for, because once you hear it, you begin to hope for that thing that you just heard, and the faith is the belief. So why it. could we have faith in God, but not faith in ourselves? Because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a maturing process. It's a journey that you're on. Why do we have faith in the government's going to take care of me? Why do I have faith in my parents are going to take me? I have faith in others who are going to help me. But do I have faith in myself that I can help myself? That's where we fall short so But, often. Paul, it, it begins with yourself, and that's the spiritual wow. journey. Once you understand that everything is generating and emanating from it within you, then it's easy to have faith. It's easy to believe because, again, at that point, you're that creator. But I'm not the center of the world. I'm, I'm, the world is against me. I was born poor. I was born a certain look or type or whatever. I got problems. Don't you understand? There's, it, uh, there's nothing I can do. I am not in charge Paul, of my own again, life. That's, but that's your stuff. <laughs> that's all your stuff that you put in front of you. To, to, like what you're doing is you're barricading this door. Yeah. And behind the door is your faith. And you're trying to do everything that you can to stop truth from coming in to activate that faith by saying, I can't do this. What if the government, you're looking at all these external things outside instead of turning around and, and, and looking towards the inside as far as who you are. I'll give you an example. In, in the Bible, there's a scripture that says, uh, faith comes by hearing, mm. and hearing by the word of God. Wait a minute, I didn't hear that. What, what did you say here? No. <laughs> faith, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So remember we said everything starts out with the word? Yeah. Which is the first step, and then you have to hear it? which is the second step, and then you have to believe it, it's already in the scripture that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And people have, they've used that scripture, I don't know how many times, but they never understood no. what they were saying. No, because I think of it as a spiritual afterlife story. I don't think of it as a today real life story. This isn't about, uh, faith is something beyond what I can see I look around me and I don't see any way out. But again, that's your reality. That I create. That you created. Yikes. It's the matrix. Which is, which is the lie. It's the because matrix. it stops you from being that creator and living, and living in that abundance. That is your birthright. And again, I'm not saying you're not even right, saying you're wrong. not just saying that I can be a creator. You're saying I was born to be a creator. You were you were you it's like a hammer. A hammer discovers all of a sudden develop a consciousness and says, "Wow, you know, I was my purpose is to drive nails into this wall." Right. 
and I'm very good at it. But I was trying to be a screwdriver, or I was trying to be a pair of pliers. <laughs> All right. Too you often know, I feel like I'm the things, screw, not the screwdriver. Right, yeah. right. Things weren't working out for me until yeah. I got in my lane and I realized what my purpose was. And so now I am I am happy and I am satisfied with what I am doing. And I'm and banging I'm away at it. To do it. I'm and knocking I'm banging it down. away at it. Right. I'm knocking <laughs> so it down. some people are like that with, with creating wealth. Yeah. Some people are like that as far as uh you know, uh, cre- uh, you know, developing a home. Can I give you just a quick stop you for one second? So one of my best friends I've known for years, we went to school together, is worth a ton of money. Okay. And I've always looked at myself and said, you know what? I'm a little smarter. I think he is. Um, I think I got a little more on the ball sometimes than he does. Why has he got so much more money? And I've had to answer this question in a harsh way to myself. He believes he just always thinks, I'm going to make money. He, he never doubts that he's going to do it. Even in tough times when he's been broke, he just thought, okay, I'll, I'll just. There was no doubt in his mind that he could do it, where many times I doubted I could do it. I didn't believe I could do it. Exactly. And, Paul, again, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a little story. I got a friend of mine that I grew up with. His name is Adrian Greer. I'm going to give him a shout out. Okay. His name is Adrian Greer. Adrian. Lifelong friend. We grew up. I mean, we were like, we were, we were adversaries when we were kids. I mean, we would just, we, every, <laughs> we would fight all the time. Right. But if somebody challenged us, no, you can't, this is my best friend. That's right. And I will, you know, if you're talking to him, you're talking my to brother. me. Yeah, all right. He's okay. my brother. Right. But he said one time, we we're having a conversation. He said, Tyrone, he said, you know, you're very successful right now. You're very accomplished. He said, but you know what? What bothers me? I'm smarter than you. <laughs> yeah. He said, I'm, I'm smarter than you. I'm more talented than you. But but you have. And I said, Adrian, I said, the difference is and I, we had to go back to our childhood. When I was younger, Paul, I was fearless. Yeah. And I had all the confidence. I was like one of the smallest guys in the group. But I was confident. I was fearless. And I didn't doubt myself. Yes. So let me tell you, when I got older and I began to understand uh, the process, I realized that fear and doubt it repels success. Fear Ooh. and doubt repels achievement. Oh, man. Whereas purpose and faith attracts it. And it's so simple. It's so basic. But you have and to it's be so real. To I, 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 it's I real. have to sigh. I'm, 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 am I this stupid? I can't see this stuff here. What is wrong with me? It's, it's not being. It's not a stupidity. Blind it's, a, is a it's a lack of knowledge, Paul, and yeah. it's a lack of application. And that's what this show, Closing the Wealth Gap, is all about. It's about giving people the knowledge, but not just the knowledge, but the application as to how to apply it. All right. So we got to hear the word. We got to believe the word. We got to. We got to. The first has got to be a word. word then but I got to. You got to hear it. You have to hear the word. To see the word it. is. Right. The word is. That's not even. We don't even count that as a step. But the word is. Right. It's going to be. It always will be. So what we have to do is hear it. Then we have to believe it. Okay. But then, Paul, we have to speak it. Ooh. We have to speak that word. We have to reinforce our faith. Is that like when people speak out loud and they tell their friends, "I'm going to be. I'm going to." put myself out there you can hold me accountable i'm telling you right now i'm going to get out of this job i'm going to find a way to open it something i'm going to do i'm going to tell it to everybody i can maybe i'll start believing it if i tell everybody or maybe not only I'm do you my... hold yourself accountable but subconsciously you begin to believe it yeah. so when the subconscious mind when the conscious mind and the subconscious mind are on the same frequency 
there is nothing you can't do. Mm, you're not the issue is back. when you have that lack, it's because the subconscious mind and the conscious mind are at a disagreement. But I'm going to tell you what, the conscious mind is always going to win. The, uh, the subconscious mind is always going to win. That's, that's what I was trying. You said the conscious yes, the mind. The subconscious, subconscious mind, mind is always going to win. I hear that all the time, and people say, I know I should lose weight. I know I should do this. I, my brain says I'm going to set a plan. The conscious uh, mind says I'm going to do this and I need to do that. But the subconscious mind is always going to win because just like going into a house and let's say it's cold and you, you, you have a thermostat set on a certain temperature, it's not going to leave that temperature. Wow. And so you can go in there my and you can low. try to consciously uh, <laughs> reset it. But if it's automatically set to that temperature, it's going to go right back to the same temperature. So I got to speak it, all right. I got to start saying it, proclaiming it to the world, putting it out there, hold me accountable, convincing myself, saying it over and over. Because we all know the the truth, and this is a truth. If you say something often enough and loud enough, people believe it. We've seen that, but, but it's in the politics. same thing with a lie. Seen that. Yeah, with if a lie. If you say the truth often enough, people will believe. But it's the same thing with the lie. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth about lies? We've seen that too much in exactly. this day and age here. Yeah. So going back to speaking it. Muhammad Ali was a great example. He told everybody he was the greatest before he was before he ever achieved that goal. Everybody that he came in contact with, he let everybody know that he was the greatest before he even before he even achieved that goal. And so now, when we think about Muhammad Ali, what do we think about? He's the, the greatest. greatest. He said it. The greatest. We we read it. We believe it. Yes. So once once you once you speak that word then you have to apply it. Then you have to act on it. And go. this is where people miss the, they, they can have mentally, they could be mental giants, but it doesn't, it doesn't work until you have that physical activity working together. My dad used to groan and moan, came out of the great depression. I'm a child of the sixties an aging baby boomer. Who am I? Where am I going? What's going to make me happy? endlessly analyzing endlessly thinking about it. he said why don't you just get up and go get a job go get it just go get it quit talking go about it get it and you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes you know it's not gonna it's not gonna work the first time you know when when thomas edison uh he didn't create the light bulb exactly. the light bulb was already created love this what story. he did was he created a filament to whereas it, it, it had longevity. And supposedly he went, life. they said, how did you do it? He said, I just kept trying everything I could think of. Hundreds of things, hairs 10, from horses. 10,000. 10,000 10, 10, things he stuck 000. in there till he found the right filament that wouldn't burn out. Why? Because he understood his purpose. He understood the reason behind it. And so what we'll tend to do is we'll, we'll get on that path as far as, okay, we'll, we'll, I'm going to take the step and I'm going to act on it. What happens is, Paul, you don't if you don't believe what you're doing, you're not going to speak it. And if you're not if you don't believe it and you're not going to speak it, eventually you're not going to think about it or do it and, and or and that's what I'm saying or do it. And so then. But but here's the thing. We are creatures of habit. Yeah. Once you create the habit of something, oh. it's hard to not do it. Hard not to. Yeah. So hard, I'm just saying that hard success, for me not to make my bed anymore, even though I hate doing it. Hard for me not to brush my teeth anymore because it's just been drilled into me. And that's a success. Yeah. That was a process. It's and, and with the seven steps, even the even to make your bed in the morning, you use these seven steps. Even to brush your teeth, you use these seven steps. 
to go to work, you use these steps, yeah, seven steps right. to get dressed in the morning to, 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 to perform your job. Everybody is using these seven steps, but they just they're not conscious of it. I don't but like I taking the this. trash out every week, but it piles up. So I got to take it out. And that's just got, a habit now. And it's that not only is it a habit, but you understand the benefit of it. So yeah. what do you do? The next step after uh, after activity or action is to persist. Ooh, so it you doesn't just happen. Persist. Oh, okay. So here's this is you got me now here because we all come up with the dream. We maybe we start to believe it. Maybe we even start to take some action on it. And the minute it doesn't work, see, I told you, I told can, you. Can you imagine somebody starting off to go to work, and they know they know exactly where they're going, and they've done it, uh, 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 you know, maybe hundreds or even thousands of times. But imagine the first time out. They, 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 you know, they started out to go to work in their car and halfway between the trip, they stopped. Mm-hmm. If any, if you did that going to work, you'd get fired. Yeah. Can you think about the time where, where maybe somebody decided they wanted to lose weight, but halfway through the process because they didn't see anything physically, but internally all the, all the things were going on for them to lose weight. And all of a sudden they stopped because they did not persist when you see people that are achieving their goals they're hitting these seven steps every single time and one of the crucial steps is after you get into action you have to persist until that thing manifests so i used to argue with my daughter all the time and she'd say we work in a math problem or some science problem and she'd say said doesn't work i'd say so Hmm. what's the next step well i quit doesn't work I give up. I said, go back and go through it again. I already went through yes. it all. It doesn't work. Then yes. go through it a hundred more times till you figure out what you're missing. Exactly. You don't, uh, quitting isn't the answer. Giving up isn't that you know there's a solution there. Just because you can't see it right now doesn't mean there isn't one there. Paul, the reason people tend to quit is because they don't, they don't, they don't count the cost. They don't see the cost associated with quitting. Oh, yeah, but it's more time. expensive. It's more expensive in the United States to quit and to live in poverty than it is to be wealthy. So wait if, a minute, but quit, quitting seems so easy all the time. I'm out there. You know, I'm out there trying to make the football team, and it's hard. It's just easy to quit. I've heard this this saying that if it was if it were, if it were easy to do, more people would do it. Yeah, right. Everybody do it. And the reason being is because there's only a few amount of people that's willing to persist past that pain. Yeah. Give me an example. I was in the, uh, when I was in the army and you were in the army before you were in the Navy. I was in the army after the Navy. Oh, so when the army, when I see the army Navy game, I'm conflicted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But to make a point, uh, we, I was in basic training. I went through basic training at, uh, I was, when I graduated basic training, I was 37 years old. You know, this is, you got to talk about this more. You went through all this years in the Navy and then you quit and you went through it again in another service. That, that'll be, that'll be another show. Are but you I, nuts? Again, this, I, this patriotic thing sometimes would pop up inside of me and I would just, you know, but anyway, make a long story short. I'm in, we're in basic training and I'm 36 years old and these guys can't believe that this 36, 36 year old <laughs> yeah. man yeah. is, is, is smoking these kids. You know, as far as I'm, I'm keeping up with them. Matter of fact, I'm leading them. I was a squad leader, whole nine yards. I didn't want to run the company because I wanted another kid, 
another younger guy to, to run the company and I would support them. And that's what I did. I took that support position. Anyway, make a long story short, um, drill instructor came in. He was upset about something. And what they wanted to do was just they wanted to PT the company. And what I mean is physical training. Right. And you're all you're constantly going through this physical training to make you stronger. But they 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 use it as a form of discipline. So the bottom line is we were out there, we had our uh, we had our weapons in our hand, and we're doing like jumping jacks with the weapon. And we're in the barracks and the, the windows are closed and it's burning up, and we're doing these jumping jacks with the weapons, and we're we're drenched with sweat. Now, Paul, my face was sweating. I was drenched with sweat, but the bottom line is I had tears coming out of my yeah, eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> because again, at 36 years, this was this was hard. Yeah. But Paul, let me tell you what happened. There was a time during the exercise and during the drill that I that the pain went away. Pain went the away. Pain, the pain. I thought I was at my breaking point, and and I wasn't going to quit because I was a leader and I had to lead by example. But I'm 36 years old, and this rifle is killing me. This exercise, this drill is literally killing me. And I, it was so painful, and the thought was like, give up, just stop. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Paul, I kept going, and the pain literally went away. People say and that. I, I, it's like the runner's high. They push exactly. through the pain. And at some point, you go from pain to ecstasy. Exactly. And the, the ecstasy, the euphoria that I felt, I could have done that drill all day long so my my point is you'll get to the point where you you're into activity and you're persisting you're you're persisting and you think that you're not going to manifest but all of a sudden you break through this barrier like a sound barrier we tried to break the sound barrier for i don't know how long well running the four minute mile nobody could do that four minute mile the chariots of fire climbing my scaling mount everest yeah things that were seemed impossible until somebody did. that first person did it then it became a norm i gotta so cut, let's I gotta, wrap this up i gotta wrap, wrap you up because we got your friend uh, uh um coming in today here doing another show after this and uh and we, the last step paul yes is once you've once you've manifested your goal the last step is that you have to rest really you have to rest that is your recreation if you break that word down recreation it really means recreate Wow, because rest is not usually in the process. Get your butt up and keep going, keep going, keep going, and then oh, you burn out and you give up. Again. Oh, yeah. but that's, that's that's my whole point. We have to we have to redefine some of the terms that we thought we understood because you can't do anything without rest. Yeah, nothing happens without rest. I'll give you an example: music. What would music sound like if there were no rest between? both both between the instruments and the the tones one common you would have no space right and you know what space is no space is rest that's a different that's a whole different topic but the space is the rest because without the space you would have you wouldn't have that you would without the rest you wouldn't have that space it wouldn't be there wouldn't exist i gotta take a rest you have so worn me out. I am sweating. You put me through a mental workout, a, a a reevaluation of myself, a hard look and say, who's holding you back, buddy? Is it this and them and those, or is it me? Self. It's always, um, I think it was Aristotle. I'm yeah. not, I'm not familiar who said this, but yeah, to thine old self be true. Right. And it must follow as a night to day. Thou cannot 
be be what is it to thine own self be true that's all I and remember. it must follow as a night to day then thou cannot be false to anyone so the the best the the first and greatest victory is to conquer self and you know what gives me even more hope is that if you can't somehow climb you see the mountain you now understand the steps to go up the hill. It gets hard. You want to quit. You don't believe. You don't want to persist, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There is one other hope that you didn't give us. There's a coach to help you. <laughs> well, actually, you know, the coach is off his game today as far as his uh, – No, his the coach is and on here's today. The thing, here's the thing. It was, it was Shakespeare. Shakespeare said, to thine, thine own, own self, self be true. true. Yes, right. Okay. And, but it was Aristotle that said the first and greatest victory is to conquer self. Yeah. Or uh, Socrates. The first. No, it was Aristotle. The first. The, 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 they uh, were like back and forth. Aristotle yeah, and Socrates. And One was anyway, the student of the other, right? Exactly. All I got, Paul, all I got to say is if, if people are getting value from this show, if, if they can literally see themselves closing the wealth gap in their life. Yes. What I want them to do is continue to continue to listen to these podcasts, uh, continue to view us on on YouTube. And in the beginning, you may not see any change, but if you have the desire and you're using these seven steps and you're doing it consistently, I can almost guarantee you that you will begin to see the change in your life. And it's going to start out small. It's going to start out as, as baby steps. Right. If you eventually, if you look at a baby. And then you see that baby that's so determined to walk, but they're falling. They're trying to all they're the time. Oh. But he, but you got to let the baby go. go through that process, right? Because that's how they learn how to walk. Yeah. Well, we love you even when you fall and you fail. We're here to help pick you up. How do they uh, get a hold of you? Give us uh, give us some uh, some way to give us the step to take today and how to reach you. All I want you to do is is you know um, download my free app. You're just gonna go. You're just gonna text Tyrone French to three six two six zero. Three six. What's the numbers again? Three six two six zero. Text Tyrone French to three six two six zero, or just give me a call. Call me at eight seven seven two nine six five one nine two. And again, that's eight seven seven two nine six five one nine two. The the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single, a single step. step. A single step. All right. Well, you took some giant steps here today. The seven steps for ordinary, everyday people to use to create real wealth in their life. Close the wealth gap. Starts by, you want you want to catch up to the pack? Take seven steps today here. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Paul. That's our show for this week. Closing the wealth gap. The one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future right here in orange county's only community radio station octalkradio.net